Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM WJMM Life Changing Radio. For more information about Encounter, please go to thehopeencounter.org. For more information about Church of the Savior, where I work and serve, along with Pastor Steve Pearson, our lead pastor and special guest this week, all week on the Encounter Radio Show, go to churchofthesavior.net if you're looking for a church home you want to check us out we have two services on sunday 9 and 11 the 11 o'clock is simulcast just go to our website we also have uh, an amazing um, team uh, to serve uh, every part of the family we have so many family ministries uh, as well as encounter that meets every friday night at 1301 brandon road free dinner at 5 30 a service starting at 6.30. Well, Steve, welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show. We've been talking about your ministry journey, the call of being a pastor. Uh, would you would you talk to our listeners uh, uh, today about the joy of, of being a pastor and uh, why it's just a, just a unique and uh, it's an awesome opportunity to serve the Lord in that way, isn't it? Well, first I want to say I really love you. I love you too. I appreciate your shepherd's heart and the way you care for people. You make time for people. Your skill in teaching the word and your ability to counsel and you're a very, very gifted leader, Brother Bill uh, Reeser. But I love being a pastor. I don't know what I what I would do if I didn't. Uh, I've had my choice of doing a lot of things, but there's nothing better than building God's family. That's right. I do, I think, have a gift for evangelism, and early on I thought I'd be doing stuff with crusades like Billy Graham or Reinhard Bonnke or living in Vietnam or China. But the Lord has called me to be a shepherd and a pastor, and I think early on I just had a heart for strays. I was kind of like a sheepdog. If I saw a stray, I would go get them. I would go love them. I'd talk to them. I'd sit with them. I'd invite them to my house. And so I, th- I think that's a Holy Spirit thing. He gave me that heart to shepherd God's people. And uh, he gave me a heart to share the gospel. And when you share the gospel, people receive Christ. And then what are you going to do with them? Do you just drop them? No, you go, hey, come be a part of my family. I want you to be a part. You do that so well. And uh, I've, ha- I've had that heart, too. And I prayed for a gift of teaching. I probably taught the scriptures an average of four to five or six different lessons a week for probably 45 years. And I've been the one that benefited from that the most. But I used to despise pastors. Now I love pastors. And uh, the beauty of having a church family and the fact that in, oh, I guess it's June 27th, I would have been, I will be at Church of the Savior where I serve for 30, uh, 30 years. 30 years. That's an, and the church has really grown. The church is really, uh, it's such a joy to, to be a part of a family. I, I, I always use the word family. And family you've cre- is the right word. You've created a family uh, of, be- of people that know that they belong, and uh, people know that they're they're worth something. People get acknowledged, and people people 
uh, they hear from us. They hear from you. Uh, they know that they're being prayed for. They know that they're being loved. They, they know they're being shepherred. You know, there's great joy, that, I, and I see it in you, and I'm learning from you, the joy of leading people to Christ as well as growing them up uh, in, in Christ. It's two things, and churches have a hard time doing both. And sometimes they don't do either. Then sometimes they, they. I'd say that, but it's true. But it's not easy to do. Uh, as I look at the teachings of the Apostle Paul, he took great joy in the people that he shepherded. Uh, he loved them. He was always thankful for them. And you do the same. Uh, and we get excited when someone gives their, their lives to Christ. You know, the Bible says that when a sinner repents, there's a celebration in the presence of the That's angels. Right. If there's joy in heaven, we should have joy. And share that joy when someone comes to faith. But there's also joy in seeing someone grow in their faith. And I think you do both really, really well. And it's the new people, the new Christians, that keep a church fun, that keep a church alive. When the only people in your church have been Christians like me 50 years, the church gets stale and uh, stagnant. But when you have new people coming to Christ almost every week, yes, it creates a dynamic that I think is healthy. It's like when a new baby or a new grandbaby comes to the family. It just adds more joy. And Maybe more work too, but it adds, it adds more joy and opportunity. I think if, you, if someone's called into ministry and they lose joy, you're in trouble. You are in trouble uh, because if you lose joy, you could lose an attitude of gratitude. And once you lose, once you have a, a self entitled mindset that the world owes you or that people owe you, if you do this, they have to do this. We're in trouble. Well, I am owed one thing, and that is to be eternally separated from God and everything good forever. That is what I deserve. But luckily, you and I heard the gospel. God chased us. And we miss that horrible thing. So, so once I miss what I deserve, everything else is like cake, and, right? It is a piece of cake. So many people come up to me and they say, "Well, God, it's not fair." And I, and I tell them, well, "I'm glad that God doesn't treat me fairly because if He did, I would get what I deserve. Because He doesn't treat me fairly, I get what I don't deserve, and that's His grace, His love, His mercy, His eternity, right. His life, His joy, His peace, His Holy Spirit, His Son Jesus, relationship with the Father, and everything that comes with being a Christian." Well, the beauty of being a pastor and staying in one place, I think the average pastor stays three years. Three years. And I think the average youth pastor stays about 18 months. And uh, you, I hear that a pastor doesn't do his best work until he's been there six years. It takes six years to build a culture. It's like in sports. Belichick and Tom Landry and... Some of the great basketball coaches have been in one place and they build a culture. This is what's important. We are people of prayer. We love the scriptures. We tell people about Jesus. We love people right where they are. We help people through difficulty. It takes a while to build that kind of culture. It sure does. And, uh, and all during it, you have to keep your joy because people are looking up to you. Yes, and uh, and they need to see that that it's not it's not a being positive; it's being joyful. There's a difference between positive and joyful. You can be both, but you'd rather be joyful, because plus it's a command. 
Be joyful always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, how would you define joy? What would you, what would you say it is? Joy is my inner confidence that God is always in control, and no matter what goes on in my life, and no one could ever steal it, and I have to guard it each and every day. That's right. It's like when I go to a, a, a machine. I you know I'm from New York. I call it soda. We don't call it pop in New, in in New York. <laughs> so I get to choose a Sprite, a Coke, a bottle of water, a Gatorade. I can choose joy, That's and right. I wake up every day and I choose joy That's right. because I and I have to be on. I have to guard my joy, and no matter what's going on in my life, I can never let anyone steal it or any situation ever steal it, because people are watching us. Yeah, and and they want they want to know if we can have joy in the midst, not when things are are going well, but when we when adversity comes our way and trouble comes our way which is a great segment as we transition. I mean, being a pastor, you, you go through a lot of, you handle a lot of difficult situations. And you have to be really, really careful, one, not to let it steal our joy, but to wear us down, because we're living in a day and age where pastors are leaving the pulpit almost every day. And they're getting worn out. I think it's out. like 5,000 churches. A, uh, gosh, what is the figure? It's almost like... 5,000 churches a month or something like that are closing. I forget what it 5, is. 5,000 churches a month closing. Jim Simler said it's close to, through a study of George Bonner, um, whom I met in California, uh, it's almost 1,500 pastors a month leaving. in those churches, leaving, uh, which is amazing. That's, that's a mass exodus. And I think they're getting overwhelmed. I think the need is greater. The, uh, the, I mean— We've got, people always say it's it's never been this bad in society. Well, when we look in scripture, it's th- pretty bad. It's been there's been pretty bad seasons, and uh, but that's why we can never compromise or change uh, the word of God. The word of heaven and earth are going to pass away, but God's word will remain forever. And if we're a church that believes in the word of God, uh, that 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 pushes people towards the presence of God, teaches people to pray, and and never let it knows how to do battle in prayer. And I think we're teaching our people how to do that, and you're doing a great job of that, and you're preparing them for eternity, which is all life is is, uh, is preparation That's for right. eternity. That's right. And we're setting people up so that they don't get shocked when they get into heaven. And yeah. because everyone's looking for answers. And uh, But I think, you, I mean, I know, and I'm watching, and I'm learning. I'm becoming a better disciple by being a part of the Church of the Savior family. Well, there's a number of things that keep us pastors down. One is John Maxwell, who you like to, uh, talked about the law of the lid, and that is everybody has a leadership uh, ability. Your lid may be a two or a three or a six or a seven, and if you're a three, you're not going to lead people that are five and sixes. That's right. And most pastors stop growing early, and they plateau, and they don't. They're not hungry anymore. They, they don't dig. They don't develop their craft. They don't expand their preaching ability. They don't love people as broadly as they could. They don't develop new skills. They just stay. I think that's why they change churches every three years or so. Uh, they run out of their uh, tool bag, their bag of tricks. But if, if, a, if a pastor... 
there is a verse of scripture, Brother Bill. I shared it recently. We try to get our people into scripture, just reading the scripture. We cha- I challenge them at the beginning of every year. I want you to read the Bible. I want you to read the Bible through. Uh, that's a good discipline for Christians. And uh, I've done it for 50 years. And uh, But there's a verse in Psalms that says, The law of the Lord is perfect restoring the soul i think it's psalm 19 and uh, when i read that that changed my life because i realized even when i read my bible uh even if it didn't lodge in my head if i couldn't remember what i'd read i felt stronger i was ready to go back in love again i was ready to serve again just because i was in the scriptures and so i think pastors Youth pastors, worship leaders, missionaries leave because they get discouraged, because their their soul gets empty. And they're trying to do the work of God in the flesh, and it can't be done. It'll just get you every time. So I think that's, if pastors will just, and pastors tell me, well, I, I read the Bible, but he's preparing for messages. I said, that doesn't count. That's right. That doesn't count. You're working. You're not spending time in God's presence. But if they do that, their soul will stay full, and the couple with the prayer life, they'll thrive. Well, Peter says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our That's Lord right. and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, add these things to your to your faith to make your calling and election sure so we never could reach one place it's our responsibility to continue growing and because when we stop learning we stop leading when we stop growing and encountering god so we have to get in god's presence every day especially when we read the word i think that's what we fail to do i know so many pastors get dry they don't ask the holy spirit to speak the word to them i'm so grateful that you tuned in once again i hope you'll tune in tomorrow to the encounter radio show with bill reeser and pastor steve pearson